All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. If you are feeling overwhelmed or floating towards the darkness, do not hesitate to phone a friend. If you are embarrassed that you are having a difficult time, call the Veteran Crisis Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. That's 1-800-273-8255, option 1. Again, as we have told you many times over the last year, do not make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you are new to the show, thanks for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Underscore Misfit Nation. That's The Underscore Misfit Nation. So you stay up to date on all episodes as they release, while also having the opportunity of getting to hear the stories of our amazing guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a keynote speaker, international podcaster, three times published author, and entrepreneur who has owned and operated health and wellness companies for over 30 years. Early in her career, she became the first female trainer for the Philadelphia Flyers and spent many years as a media personality and as Philadelphia NBC 10's fitness expert. She created the nationally recognized Philly Street Line Dance to help combat Philly's fattest city label. For the past five years, Sandy has been focusing on SJW Productions, an international company whose main mission is to highlight all the positive in the world. She does this through her international podcasts, her books, Train Your Head and Your Body Will Follow, My 30-Day Reset Journal, and her programs and workshops. Her mission is to spread pure joy and inspire others to see the true meaning, the true power of things in our lives. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Misfit Nation, author, fitness expert, Sandy Weston. How are you, Sandy? You know, I'm sitting here listening to that, and I'm like, holy moly, I've lived a lot of life. <laughs> yes, you have, and you have a lot of things going on. Seems Always like a good time. Busy. Always a good time. <laughs> The, the Philly line dance, uh, if, I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit, but or you can hit that door in your introduction here if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself from as far back as you want to go. You don't have to go all the way 30 years back, but as far <laughs> as back as you want to go to bring us to where we are now. All right. Well, let's start more current and then we can always back into it. Wow. I've owned, like you said, health cause my entire life, always been in business, health and wellness, anything to do with fitness, movement and dance. In 2019, I sold my health clubs, kicking and screaming, did not want to do that. New landlord came in to the building and thought, wait a minute, this girl has 26,000 square feet at $7.50. How'd she get that 20-year deal? Well, you want her out of there. So they kept making it so difficult for me that finally they bought me out. And at the time I thought, wait a minute, I, I had three more years. I wanted to stay, but now looking at it, how difficult it would have been to survive all the craziness and 90% of my market was corporate. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> I always said I have perfect timing and everything always works out for me, but it just goes to show you, Rich, I, I was thinking, are you kidding me? Should I fight this? Should I go to court? I mean, I, I got three more years. I don't have my plan yet, but all of a sudden now my side gig had to become my main gig. Right. And, and that was right. I mean, right before all the, the world went into a, I guess, a whirlwind hurricane life of the pandemic. And uh, yeah. I guess it, although it, was, it hurt when it happened, like you said, that was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. 
a real blessing. And my entire life has been like that, where I didn't know exactly how I was getting there, but I knew how I wanted to feel. So everything I've based on everything I do has three things I do. It's movement, any kind of movement, words, and laughter. I can always find the light side of any situation, which I think is so important. I focus in every day on one word. So before my feet hit the ground, I say to myself, how do I want to show up in the world? No matter what craziness happens, (laughs) what's the word of how I want to show up, you know? And those three things have really gotten me far my entire life. They're simple, they're easy, but day in and day out, focusing on words, movement, and laughter, I've based my whole life and my career on that. That's outstanding. And I told you I wanted to get back to the the Philly line dancing, but we'll hit that now. What made you think that up? And did you go out every day in the street and just grab people and say, let's do this? Or how'd that work out? (laughs) Okay, so now we need to back up a little bit. (laughs) People that know me right now think, most of them, Sandy grew up with great parents happy parents, well-balanced parents, and people with money because of everything I accomplished with owning my health clubs and my demeanor and how I am in life. Now, it's not that I didn't want to share my life with them, but really nobody asked. They just assumed, right? And the truth is, until recently, unless I thought it was going to make impact or change someone's life, I didn't really get into my story. But remember when I said movement and words and laughter, it was my entire life. And then I ended up building a career on it. Right. Well, I grew up in a project situation, which was bad enough. But on top of that, my mom, God rest her soul, spent at least 50% of her life in mental institutions oh. and poor ones. So you know what that must have been like back then. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why I came in thinking this. I thought somebody was looking out for me. Like I had more to do in life. So when anybody would ever tell me, be happy to graduate high school, which is great, great, great. And, you know, get a job in the town and waitressing, nothing wrong with that. Pump and gas. I did a lot of that. But I knew that beyond that, my dance and my words and my laughter were going to get me out of that situation and do a lot more with my life. So I used it every single day. I would dance and move. I would focus in on the word. And whenever things were going crazy in the house, I would call my brother down, even though he was older, he didn't handle it as well. I mean, okay. He basically did drugs to get through. Not that I can blame him, but he, he just was a little more sensitive. So I would always make light of everything and find the good in it. Now, fast forward, here I am. Yeah, I got out of the projects. I went on to college, got my master's, met great, wonderful people that supported me and was able to open health clubs. But at the heart of it, the movement was so special to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, because when I would move, it didn't have to be dance, but I felt like people should just move and it would make them feel better. Nowadays, they're studying it. I love it because I bring a lot of neuroscientists and exercise physiologists and positive psychologists on my program. They know psychologically what it does for you, no matter what you move. You know, Richard, it doesn't have to be dance, but just moving, you know, makes you feel better. So 
in 2000, now I own my club downtown and Philly was voted the fattest city in the country. And I thought, huh, I got to do something because here we are. I own a health club a few blocks from City Hall. I got to get involved. And the mayor at the time had pointed uh, Gwen Foster, an amazing person, but she was more familiar with the healthcare system, not the fitness. So I remember this, which I went to a meeting and I'm sitting there listening to what they, they're doing, but it was all, we're going to do A, we're going to do B, and then we're going to go into the hospitals, they're going to go to the senior centers and everything they were saying, it was good, but boring. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they're not going to get Philly to move. They're not going to get into loot. You, it, it's gonna, they're gonna do it for a minute, then they're gonna go back to you know the cheesesteaks we love, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's life is balanced. But I sat there and all of a sudden in the middle of it, I jumped up. I, I swear to God, I don't know what possessed me. I said, I know what the city needs. It needs a line dance. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> it, it needs a line dance. The city loves to dance. We love to eat, but we love to dance. Off, you know, we're gonna have a line dance. Now, what I did know is the mayor. And Gwen Foster, who was the fitness star, were seventh-day Adventist. They don't believe in dance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I'm like, I'm going to save the city. We're going to dance. You know? But she's like, what did you have in mind? Do you have a dance? Now, I didn't have a dance. But I go, I do. But give me a week and I'll tweak it. And she's like, okay. So that's what I did. I spent a week creating a dance that was family friendly, you know, Rocky, you know, yeah. style boxing punches that everyone could do, whether they were kids popping the lock in or seniors, that everyone could do it. And then I went back, presented it, and they really, really enjoyed it. The, the staff, but still in all, the mayor had to love it. Now this gets really special. <laughs> so Gwen is like, all right how are we going to get the mayor to approve this and knowing he's a seven day that then and he's probably going to be tougher than her because i think secretly she wanted to learn to dance you know? <laughs> okay like i knew that was going on so one day she calls me up she goes okay i know you have this dance and we need the mayor to see it so there's a political meeting in south philly I want you to present the dance there. I go, excuse me, you want me to bust into a political meeting with his staff and my boom box? And she's like, no, no, we're going to invite you and your boyfriend to the dinner. I go, listen, Rich, I don't have a political career. What do I care? You know what I mean? Like I've done worse to get my point across. So I go to the dinner, we're sitting there and now I'm getting nervous because the restaurant's crowded and it's a, it's a serious dinner. You know, they're having this discussion and she keeps elbowing me, get up and do your dance. I'm like, no, get up and do, I'm eating. She's like, get up and do your dance. So I go, okay, 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 okay. What's the worst thing? Nothing, no, nothing's going to happen. So I put my boom box. It was a Jennifer Lopez. Let's get loud. I created two. And I didn't look him in the eye and I just pushed back the tables and started dancing to the, this dance I created. And all of a sudden the restaurant's getting up, people are clapping and I do my dance and everyone's cheering me on and and then I turn it off and sit down and I didn't look up because I was afraid. To, you know what I mean? I didn't know what he was saying or doing. <laughs> like he's thinking, what the hell is going on here? And I'm sitting there and I go back to my Ricky Tony meatballs and he just came up. I'll never get tapping on the shoulder and goes, you done good kid. And I went, oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I go, see, see how I kept it friendly. It's really not like a dance. They're boxing moves. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, 
And the next thing I know, it was a whirlwind. They brought on um, Leon Huff to create the this Philly street line dance and this jazz singer. And it went all over the place. I performed it at the age of 40, with the 76 dance team, me. And they're like, <laughs> you know, you can't keep up with them. And I taught them at the, it was amazing all over. I, I shut down the streets, the market street and had the firemen doing it on their fire trucks. Outstanding. <laughs> but the point is the reason I'm saying that is that my whole life, Everyone said to me all the reasons I couldn't do things, you know, which, you know, I get it. They were trying to protect me. Be happy to be this, be happy to be that. You're probably going to have all the same issues. Da, 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 da. And I would look at that and say, are you sure? Are you sure? And every time I would accomplish something, Rich, I would still hear the naysayers. Well, how, you know, hell club, you're never going to make it. I mean, look at all your competition. And I had to just kind of tune out all that negative chatter and get in to connect to myself. And then when I did that dance, here I am, lifelong dream performing in front of 24,000 people at the age of 40, the dance that I just stood up in the middle and who knew it was going to go that way. And I, now I used to remember, I just kept walking around for years going, oh man, are you sure now? Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) And it, it was incredible, something like that, because I was so in tune that this was going to make me feel joyful and therefore others joyful that the outcome was beyond my wild stream. And that's been my entire life. <laughs> that's outstanding. You have a kind of like the same mindset I do of challenge accepted. You can't do this. I will do this. Yeah. Anytime so it tells, tells me I can't do something. Okay, I got you. I'll be there. I'll be right yeah. there with you at the finish line. I'll be doing this. You yeah. shouldn't do this. Okay. All right. I'm going to make it. Yeah. Uh, I might hurt at the end, but I'll do it. It's going to be, right. it's gonna be okay. Yeah. yeah it's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I mean, I've been speaking for years and writing books and it just in the last couple of years, I even shared, I think, cause I wasn't ready my story, but I only wanted to share it so people could see no matter, everyone has a story. Everyone has extreme stress in their life, right? Everyone, everyone has pain. But I wanted to see there was hope, even in those most drastic situations, if you really want to change your thoughts and your mindset, you have to want it. And then just little things that you do, it doesn't have to be hours of meditating, nothing wrong with that. But there's little things you can do every day that just take a minute to three minutes that gradually help you with that shift. Speaking of the one to three minutes, your motto is all it takes is one to three minutes a day to change your body, your your life in a positive way. Why did you start believing that way? Okay. So originally, let's just even say, I don't know how many years ago, my staff's like, you know, I always have a story. I always have a PowerPoint. You should write a book. You should write a book. I'm not a writer, right? I'm not a writer. But they're like, you should write a book. You should, you have all these theories. So I'm like, okay, but if I'm going to write a book, it's going to be in a fun lighthead, you know, style that I can get people to see all the possibility of how just shifting their thoughts slightly can have a huge impact. So I went on this journey and I studied people from all walks of life that I believe exuded pure joy. It didn't matter what was going on in their life, that how they showed up, it was like, wow. And I took members and I would bribe them and I'd say, okay, I'll give you a free membership of training if, if I can just, you know, study you for a year and interview you. 
I wanted to see what made them tick. Like, how would they so different? Because I didn't, I didn't want just the wealthy or the poor. I wanted everyone, you know, every cross market. And what I found out was almost exactly what I did all through childhood is every single one of them, the secret sauce was how they decided to show up in the world and start their day. It was always different, but whatever they did, they decided they were going to happen to life and they would get in that mindset through what worked for them. So some of them was working out, meditating, journaling, playing jazz music, playing the piano, playing with their kids, walking their dog, bacon muffins, but they all all believed that they had that choice, that they could decide how they were going to show up in the world and do whatever it took in that morning to start their day. And it didn't matter if it was a few minutes or hours. It didn't matter. That's what they did. They decided, which is my big keynote. Now, life wasn't going to happen to them. They were going to happen to life. So then after I go, okay, well, there's a technique we could teach people. Then I met with the powers to be, Rich. And the powers to be were everything from gurus, the sports psychologists, the neuroscientists, the exercise physiologists, the positive psychologists. And I said, can we create something, a journal to guide people into this? That would be a tool, a technique that would take a few minutes every day to get them in this mindset. So that's what I did with their help. It was something that was going to take five minutes a day. And I set out and I took the most motivated people I knew so I would have success. And I'd say, pick one area of your life that isn't going so well. So you might have you know, great success at this area, but what other areas causing you stress or anxiety or you want to up level? So there's three areas, money you know, slash career, love relationships, or your body health. And everyone's got one of those areas that cause them extreme stress or they want to up level. So I said, pick that area. And then this is what I want you to do. And I'm going to study them. Okay. Well, after a year, one person did it. One. Yeah. One person. And these were highly motivated people. So I'm like, what the heck just happened? And I felt like, oh my God, how could this be so wrong? So I go back to the powers to be. And the one professor, I'll never forget it, looked me in the eyes. He goes, of course, they're not going to do it. I go, what do you mean? He goes, no one's going to take five minutes to change their life in a positive, powerful way if they don't already have that belief system or that habit. And I don't want to tell you what came out of my mouth next because it was not ladylike. And I go, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, well, you needed to find out for yourself. Okay. Thank well, you. <laughs> really? So then I went back to the drawing board and created something that took one to three minutes and that was successful. So then I knew that it wasn't what you did after that. It, you, you might've worked out for an hour, 20 minutes, five minutes, started a new business, meditated. It was, that's how you were gonna start your day. This journal was gonna help you kickstart how you were gonna show up in the world. And people couldn't give me an excuse. They didn't have time because it was a minute to three minutes. Definitely. I mean, that's not that much, not much of your day taken away in one to three minutes. Yeah. No. You might overthink it the first couple of days. And after that, it becomes habit after about 20 days or so. Things yeah. become a habit of doing one to three minutes. And you wind up probably doing it more than that, more than that you three do. minutes. Because you're journaling, you're sitting, oh, I'm going to write. The next thing you know, a half hour has gone by because yeah. now you're just into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I try to promote journaling all the time to people. I've, oh, do you? Yeah. Every time I I deployed, I wrote every day, I wrote something that we did that day while we were overseas. Just oh, so wow. in, in case anything happened to me, there'd be a story and 
in case anything happened to any of my my brothers or sisters, I had their story as well. Oh, I'd love to see that. Did you publish it? I have not published it. I, I do have it all, though, and I, I'm trying to transcribe my own handwriting now. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't read my writing. There's yeah. no way. That's the hardest part of mine. <laughs> yeah, that you must have some good stories in there. There's I some mean, funny painful, ones. Yeah, painful, and, you know, funny, and uh, ludicrous ones. <laughs> so uh, journaling is very important. We both, we both know that. And how is journaling and setting goals aligned? Okay. So I call it my game plan. I, when I did the journaling, I call it my game plan because it's more than just, okay, this is what I want to accomplish or, or your, your benchmark. Because a lot of people, they get really upset sometimes with goals. If, if they say, I'm going to set out to do this in the next 30 days and they don't achieve it, then they get really upset, disappointed, and they don't stick to it. Plus, your brain doesn't like that it doesn't see success. But if you say, okay, this is my game plan and this is a benchmark of what I want to reach in the next 30 days and you're very, very realistic of what you want to accomplish and actually, you know, you might do more like you said, but at least go, okay, I can really commit to it. You're more likely to see success when people write down what they want to achieve. They say 40%, you're more likely to achieve it. So there's no downside, but I look at it like, here's my goal. This is what I want to go after and break it down for the next 30 days. Next thing is the action. And when you look at the goal or your benchmark of what you want to achieve, you have to really be honest with yourself. Am I willing to take the action to get there? Because, you know, like starting a business, meeting somebody new, uh, wanting to feel healthy in your own body or, or lose weight. You got to really look at it and say, am I really willing to put in what I, what I want there? And that's the most important thing. The next thing is the M is for motivation. Like, why do you want that? Now, most people want things because they believe in having it. They'll feel better, right? Whatever you want, right? So you have to be really honest that you want this. And that's tricky because a lot of times people want things because other people want them to have it, or they're trying to impress other people. So you really have to want this for you and be motivated. So on the days that are tougher, you're going to go up and get after it, whatever the area you picked. And then the E is the effort, the energy level you're really willing on a scale of one to seven. Then when you write that up, right now, here's my game plan, whether it's for money, you know, maybe you want financial freedom, or you do want to feel better in your body and health. They, or have a better relationship with your spouse, your kids, or, or meet someone. Now, every day you can relook at that plan and say, oh, did I shoot too high? Didn't I? You can adjust it. You don't have to just think, oh my God, you know, because that's failure. And then even if you, let's say you haven't moved at all. You said I'm going to move five minutes a day. Well, that's what you set out to do. If you do more, great, but you want to see success. You know, you want to see, wow, and, and celebrate the victories. And then when you reevaluate it at the end of 30 days, I always say, look at what did work and build on that. And the things that really didn't, all right, then we're going to tweak them. And that's a different mindset than, oh, crap. You know what I mean? I failed. Look, I didn't do it. I'm never going to set goals again because the people that set goals are more likely to get what they want in life. And I like, I like to tell people, if you write them down and put them somewhere where you have to see them every day you'll achieve them more like mine yeah. on a chalkboard in front of my desk right here. 
each year I change them and it's usually yeah. 12 of them. So one per month, basically to knock off. And yeah. I, that way I look at it every day, where am I on that? My benchmarks, I'm going to go there. I'm doing my best to get there. And that kind of keeps you your own motivation and then making sure other people stay motivated as well always helps out too. So Rich, when you do yours, do you talk to anyone else about it or have somebody held you accountable or is this all just you? It's usually just me being my personal accounting person. (laughs) (laughs) Like for this year, last year, uh, last January, I said, launch the Misfit Nation, be 100% committed to the Misfit Nation. So I did that last year. I started the podcast just about just over a year ago now, uh, over 100 episodes now, pumping things out, getting stories out, getting people like you on here that can help others through motivation Mm. and, and goal setting and it's been great. And I, my goal was to publish two books last year. I published one. So that was good. And See, that's it. good. So celebrate that. Yeah. Woo-hoo. So December 23rd, it actually published. So it was kind of an early Christmas present to myself and uh, got that out there. And actually I, I put my rules for life in there. My 13 step guide to success of uh, being a successful person, not in business, oh. but as a, as a human. So. Wow. I love that. Yeah. And of course beat my year before movement stat so i had like 100 100 hours of movement the year before so i got to get 101 this year so just keep doing that oh so wait a minute i love that so wait you clock hours of movement yeah based off like fitness trackers and stuff oh you so, do yeah and then once so once when you it say movement up, is it any kind of movement or is it walking or biking what do you do for movement everything walk bike hike run it's everything anything my body lets me do that day <laughs> You know, so many people love that and track it and it motivates them. And I love understanding why, because I'm completely the opposite. I just go, okay, this is what I'm feeling, but I'm highly motivated to move. So I'm going to move every single day. Like I don't, but my friends are like, no, well, I I went, I'm a mountain biker. Well, how long did you bike? I don't know. I saw a tree. I turned around. (laughs) There's a bobcat. So I left. (laughs) It was a bear, and I that was scary. I did get in between mom. You do not get between mama bear and baby bear. I just want to tell you that yeah. that's a never. bad yes. never. I've never been so scared in my life. I think I bite so fast, and then I I don't know if it mattered that I jumped in a creek. <laughs> did they help me at all? Do you know? I don't. They know. swim. They can swim. Yeah. Right. Well, anywho, I'm here. And I think that's part of identifying our why as well. Once you set those goals, you understand the why you're doing things and you move forward with positivity yeah. and motion and you get through the other side with a, a light on and not, not unhappy anymore. Yeah. I was just listening to someone the other day, they were talking about, you know, when you say your why it's, it, it's your meaning, it's your purpose of why you do things. It's not about, it's always going to be pippy, skippy, happy, joyful, because there's times that it's tough. But if you really know your intention and your purpose of why you're doing it, like the meaning of why you're doing it for you, it gets you through those tougher times because not all of building a business or making money or writing a book is, yay, (laughs) 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 but it gets you through to the other side because there's a bigger meaning of why you're doing it. Right. You got to have that purpose. And and I think uh, identifying your why why you're doing it, like you said, it doesn't have to be happy every day because it's not going to be. It's going to be hard work some days. Yeah. And then when you finish the product at the end, you're like, oh, now I'm happy. I'm, the joy yeah. is there. Yeah. So why are you doing it? What's your why? My why is so I can uh, keep moving. Now, once I retire from the Army, you know, you kind of 
kind of forget what, what you have to do with life. And for a year, I really didn't know what to do with my hands. I, I, I got it on me after 22 years and I was like, whoa, what do I do? And uh, Really? Yeah. So I, I was unemployed for an entire year and I finally got a job and I, I dredged through it and for two years. And then I finally got an awesome job now where I get to train soldiers and I'm happy every day going to work. So my day job's awesome. And then my night job is this. So this is awesome. Then I go to school. Wow. So my why is constantly to keep moving now and, and help others and show others yeah. that they can do it as well. Oh, that must be fun that you get to work with soldiers. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't have to stay out there with them anymore. So I can come home every night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my nephew's in Quantico at camp. And he's like, yeah, Aunt Sandy, I won't be texting for a week. They're sending me out in a field somewhere. You know, I'm like, okay. <laughs> But he has a big smile on his face and he freaking loves it, you know? Yeah, you he, he either love it or you hate it. I loved every minute of my 22 years, the good times, the bad times. I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would not, if I had to go back and do it again, I would do it again. And thank everyone that stays long. Wow. Well, I don't know many people that said that. That That's amazing. What, what a great feeling. Yeah. I met a lot of great people around the whole world. So <laughs> it's good. I, I I know I, I just want to I have to I feel like okay I stop asking questions but I just have to know so how'd you come up with Misfit Nation because it's awesome well in uh, 2010 I PCS or moved from Korea back to the states uh, I was only here 60 days and went right to Afghanistan I met my platoon there my platoon was uh soldiers from every different uh job title in the in our battalion that were just thrown together to do force protection and a uh, quick reaction force so I called us the Island of Misfit Toys. And that 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 was the birth of the Misfit Nation, 2010, in the desert of Kandahar, Afghanistan. Mm. And I just kept it going. A uh, few of yeah. us kept it going. We all still talk to each other. We all laugh at each other still. It's, it's yeah, enormous. yeah. And we yeah. have a bond for life, basically. Yeah, I, I, I find it a very unique thing because I, I was looking at your background and then how you shifted into the mindset leadership and really want to motivate people and podcasting is a great outlet it's it's amazing and i didn't think it would be this this much fun i thought it'd be a lot more work i have fun doing it it's a good time yeah. yeah yeah get to meet some really cool people like you yes yeah and and, and you know what podcast people help one another they yes, really do they stay connected. yeah they help one another you know and you come on my show i'll come on it's not yeah. like before where you i'm just started guesting recently because I thought, hmm, I wonder what it feels like to be on the other side. So it's only in the last month that I started guesting. And I just really, when I went and I saw what you were doing, I'm like, okay, now that's unique. I want to go on that podcast. I appreciate that. So if you can give uh, some advice to someone that's getting into either fitness or getting into goal setting, what, what three things would you tell them to do to be, be the best person they can be? Well, number one, I, I love that what you were saying about the movement, the most important thing you can do for your mind, body, and soul is just move. And don't just move that one way that you think, oh, I heard this is going to really, you know, rock my body and lose weight because there's so many ways to move and you should enjoy it. So whether it's walking, hiking, biking, lifting weights, running with your dog, chasing your cat, it's just movement, it, you know? I, I, sometimes if I don't get to go anywhere, I go up and down my steps 50 million times. You know, I purposely don't bring the laundry up all the time. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. Like, don't just do it because you have to. Get, yeah, there's going to be days 
it's going to be, you know, less fun, but pick things that you absolutely bring a smile to your face. Most of the time, number one, (laughs) number two, gotta like what you got going on right now. I mean, come on, lighten up people, embrace your body. I don't care. You don't have the dream body. You want the ideal body you want. If you really want to have lasting change, you have to really accept all of you. And I mean, all of you. And, and I see the beauty in the way you are now. If you really like what you have going on now, but say, but I, it would be great if I lost 10 pounds, if I dropped some body fat, that has a whole different energy in your body. You know, that brings so much more love and joy. And I know there's studies out there and they're going to break them out soon to show that you actually lose more weight decrease your body fat when you're doing it from that space versus not liking who you are right now. So anything you can do, the fun ways to find ways to, to, even if it's like, oh, I think my earlobes are sexy. I mean, look at my earlobes or, hey, I got great eyelashes or like the color of my, find things that you really enjoy about your body right now. And then the third thing is every day before you get out of bed, take a few seconds And think about how you want to show up in the world. Now, if you're at a really low place, then maybe you just want to say, I want to show up with peace or ease and flow or calm. How do you want to show up in the world? Just take a few seconds, do a few deep breaths, not long before your feetsies hit the floor. Where do you want to show up powerful, you know, fun, loving, joyful, you know, energy, whatever that word is. And then throughout the day, check in with yourself every hour and say, is what I'm doing bringing me pure joy, how I want to show up? Is it bringing me, do I feel powerful? You know, is this ease and flow? And all it takes is you going back and checking in with that and being okay when you do check in with your thoughts that they're not all happy because there's a lot of never crap going around in her head. Don't judge it, just be with it. It's okay. And then gradually, it's all right. I'm having these thoughts. They're not real, they're not unreal. They're just thoughts I have over and over again, and I can shift them and what would serve me well right now. Those would be my top three things. Outstanding. Thank you, Sandy. And how does someone get in contact with you to get motivated by you or to even have you on their show? Just go to my website, sandyjoyweston.com. Everything's with Weston with an O-N. You can find me on social media. Everything is sandyjoyweston.com. And my books are on Amazon. I mean, local bookstores too, but I think it's easier for people right now on Amazon. Everyone does everything on Amazon right now. So Amazon I do. <laughs> I do love it. I have to admit, I do love it. Sandy, this has been great. Great chatting with you. Uh, this, I feel like we can go for hours and hours chatting because it, it was a fun chat. And the- I love chatting with you. I'm so glad you're doing it. It makes me so happy because I really believe your podcast is going to hit a whole different group of people that, you know, most people won't hit. So keep going, man. Anything I can do to help, I'm here. Awesome. I appreciate you and uh, have a good night. All right. Bye. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, 
please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... It's fit, it's, 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 it's fit Nation.